the Golfing Union of Ireland podcast. Welcome along to the GUI podcast. Alan Kelly here with you. And in this episode, I'll be chatting with Mike Woodcock from the RNA and Niall Goulding from Port Marnock Golf Club, all about the amateur championship, which takes place at Port Marnock and the island in June. But first, we turn our attention towards the recruitment process, which is underway for the first chief executive for Golf Ireland. Following the historic votes by GUI and ILGU delegates back in January, a transition board has been appointed to get Golf Ireland up and running, and the person tasked as chairman of that board is Tim O'Connor. Tim, thanks for joining me. How are things progressing in Golf Ireland? Great. I mean, it was a bit of a bolt out of the blue for me personally, and when I, when I was asked about it, well, I thought, "Worry, this is an interesting project. I suppose what particularly interests me about it is, is the, the sort of sense of the excitement of a new beginning. I mean, I think it's a very courageous and bold move that Galway is making in Ireland, and you don't see this happening too often, that, you know, two organisations that have contributed tremendously over almost 130 years have decided mm. that, look, the better future nonetheless is, um, you know, working together and and almost beginning again and um, so that you're mobilising, you know, all the strengths and the uh, and the assets of, of what had previously been two organisations are now going to be powerfully kind of moulded into one, you know, all about the, the future and the, and the good of the game. I think that's great, and uh, that's, a, that's a big move. So I, I suppose it just struck me as that's an exciting project, an interesting project, a future-looking project, yeah. and uh, I just thought it would be great to be part of that. And, of course, the fact that it's all Ireland as well, I really like that. that it's, 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 it's Ireland, men and women, Ireland, north and south, you know, um, coming together for the good of the game and the good of the future of the game. You came to, to golf quite late in life, did you? I did, actually. Uh, I, I, my kind of, I don't want to be disrespecting now the important work that we do in the peace service, but, but I kind of t- say that I took up golf as an antidote to the Good Friday Agreement. <laughs> what, what, I meant, what I meant by that was um, uh, is that you know, I had been working in the Department of Foreign Affairs and I was part of the Irish government team mm. for, good, uh, for Good Friday. And we had been, um, we'd been working very, very hard. And obviously that was a very a huge project to be mm. part of, but it consumed our lives. And in the summer of 98, after we were catching breath after the referendum got mm. through, there was a confusion of saying, gee, what are we going to do to get a life here, you know? And so um, I'd been looking around, I was in my late 40s, I was looking around for a sport that I could play. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried the golf and I, I was literally and metaphorically hooked within about a month and I, I just took it up and I went and I had access to Edmundstown. I went and I joined uh, Edmundstown in 99. And you haven't looked look back, back 20 years ago. <laughs> So Golf Ireland, uh, Tim, are on the uh, recruitment drive at the moment for a CEO. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, about the role itself. Well, obviously, as it, in, in terms of the new organisation, the new beginning, this is a huge, um, it's both a huge opportunity, huge potential, but it's also a major challenge uh, to, to make all of that happen. So to to implement the, the the will of the of the clubs that we that a new organisation is to be created from scratch, Golf Ireland, mm-hmm. um, bringing together what was previously been two, is going to be a, a major major job of work. And clearly, the chief executive, as the person with day to day responsibility for doing that, is going to be a critical critical appointment. And as you know, Alan, our our role as the transition board is a, a very temporary one. We're there for 
the next 19, 20 months to have um, Golf Ireland fully ready to go live by the 1st of January 2021. But I suppose probably the single most important thing we're going to do in that period is appoint the chief executive of Golf Ireland, Mm. who will then be charged with taking the, the project forward overall. So everything that is Golf Ireland will be coming through the the hands and the, and the you know and the and the and the channel of the chief executive and therefore mm. it is an absolutely critical critical task that we get the very best person possible. So so what kind of person uh, will be the right fit well, to lead Golf Ireland? Yes, I think first of all a proven a proven leader, uh, a leader uh, somebody with a proven track record in leadership, um, and then in no particular order the ability to manage change, uh, the ability to handle you know the, the requirements. Building a new culture because this will be this won't be either of the two previous organisations. It will be starting again mm-hmm. uh, and getting the culture right of of, of Golf Ireland. You know, as a as a as a as an organisation founded on the principles set out in the proposal, which are you know mm-hmm. equality, inclusivity, diversity, the ability to be able to do all of that, the ability to uh, to to tackle uh, you know a myriad of complex issues, deal with a wide range of stakeholders, build confidence. And you know, and also then to drive forward and, and ensure the realisation of a, of a major sport on the island of Ireland mm-hmm. with, with huge potential. So it's a big task. It's it's a big job of work, and it's going to require somebody with a very wide set of skills to be able to you know to to be able to accomplish all of that. But also a very exciting opportunity, I would think, for somebody. You know. Yeah, and you're you're casting the net quite wide on this. This has been advertised uh, quite significantly across Ireland. Yes, we've taken on a recruitment advisor, uh, PwC, are helping us with that because precisely for the reasons you're saying, this is a, this is a professional, uh, this is a, a big job, um, even though golf is a, we're, most of us involved in it, we're, we're, we're amateurs and it's a, an amateur sport in terms of at the level we're playing it at, but, but this, is a, this is a very serious professional job, so we wanted to make sure that we, we were able to uh, give the best possible attention to, to you know, to the process of um, appointing the chief executive. So PwC are working with us, um, and, and as you say, casting the net wide. And we want to make sure that we have we bringing this uh, position to the notice of the widest range of people, with a view to getting the best possible person. So ultimately, when Golf Ireland is up and running, um, this person would be ultimately based in Maynooth in the Maynooth area. Is that the the plan? That's right. So uh, it, it has been decided already that the, the Golf Ireland will be based at um, at what is now the, the GUI offices in uh, you know in Carton, out near Maynooth, um, and that's so that that's so that's where the person will be based. It's uh, it's an exciting time for golf uh, in Ireland. Uh, if you are interested in applying for the role, um, full details of it are on the website golfnet.ie. That'll be on the homepage there for the next uh, few days and, and probably uh, for the next week or two. Uh, and obviously you're, you're hoping for as many applications as possible. We are. Well, I think, as I say, uh, we're very excited about the, about it ourselves. We're excited about, you know, what golf is doing. We're excited about what, that in all credit to the two unions to, you know, to take this bold decision for the future. Um, I mean, I think the existing structures have served uh, very well. If, you, if you've been around for 130 years, you've been doing a lot of things right. Uh, and, you know, as a, a latecomer to the game myself, I'm the beneficiary of, you know, just how good the game is. And at the same time, like any organization, you have to keep moving forward. And, you know, a very, as I say, a brave and, and very big decision has been taken out to, to begin again to, for a new beginning for golf in Ireland. 
So I think this is, it's, it's all going to be um, very exciting and it's uh, very future looking. And that's certainly the spirit as well among my colleagues on the transition board. We all feel that we've been asked to take on a job that's, you know, that's very positive. That is that that is very future looking, and you know we're excited about being part of that and trying to make sure that we do the best possible job, so that the the uh, you know we have the the structures and the organisation is in mm-hmm. place by the first of January 2021 for the you know the first full board you know to take over mm-hmm. and you know drive drive on this 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 great sport in in in. Um, on the island of Ireland. Well, absolutely. There are challenges ahead for Golf Ireland, which I'm sure they will be addressed. Uh, the Tim O'Connor, the chairman of the Transitions Board for Golf Ireland, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Alan. The GUI podcast is sponsored by the GUI National Golf Academy. Located in the grounds of Carton House, Maynooth in County Kildare, the academy is open to all. With five USGA specification greens, excellent target greens and tee boxes, the Academy also offers a range of golf clinics and lessons. Check them out at bettergolf.ie or find them on Facebook and Twitter. Next up, we turn our attention to North County Dublin and the arrival of the Amateur Championship here on the 17th of June. Port Marnock and the island will host stroke play qualifying with the match play stages taking place afterwards at Port Marnock. In a few minutes, I'll be chatting with Niall Goulding from Port Marnock about their own preparations and plans. But first, I'm joined by Mike Woodcock from the RNA. Mike, for those that perhaps don't know, what is the amateur championship? Well, Alan, it's, the, it's really the pinnacle of the men's amateur games, certainly this, this side of the Atlantic. Um, the, the amateur championship has a great history and... Uh, it's a chance for the, the, the top men's amateurs to compete with their peers from, from, from around the world. Um, some of the, the, the greatest players in golf have, have, have taken part in it over the years, from you know, Jack Nicholas through to Nick Faldo, Porrie Carrington, Darren Clark, Rory McIlroy, Henrik Stenson, uh, and of course Sergio Garcia won it in, in, in 1996, so it's, uh, sorry, 1998. It's... Uh, so it's got a long history. It's a great event, and uh, it's really is a, a great way to see the uh, the, the uh, top professionals of tomorrow. How big a deal is it for the amateur championship to be played on the island of Ireland? I think it's uh, I think it's a recognition of just how strong golf is in, in the island of Ireland. Um, as I'm sure you know, the the Open's returning to Royal Portrush this this year. Uh, we have the Women's Amateur Championship at, uh, at Royal County Down. And so I think the amateur coming to Port Marnock is just a recognition of, of, of just how strong golf is in, in, in the island of Ireland. And uh, I think there's a lot of excitement to see the event, uh, the amateur, re- returning to Port Marnock after so many years. Um, I think it was 1949 when it was last played there. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a long time. Um, just so, so people understand, uh, who actually runs the, uh, the amateur championship? Well, the amateur championship is run by the RNA, um, so it's one of our uh, one of our series of uh, I think it's 28 events altogether that, that, that we run across the men's and women's games, and uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a great event. It has a, a large field of of 288 uh, top players from around the world, and they compete over two golf courses. So it will be at uh, Port Marnock and and the island. Um, over uh, two stroke play rounds of qualifying and then it proceeds to the, the 64 um, leading players and, and ties make it to the, the match play stage from there. And the match play, the, the final is a 36-hole final, isn't it? That's right, that's right. It's, uh, it's a, a very pure test of golf and, uh, and played over 36 holes. So it's a, it's a long and demanding week for the players and uh, I think it certainly does, does ensure that the, uh, the player who wins at the end has, has played the best golf. 
if someone wants to come along and watch the golf, uh, do they need a ticket? Can they pay admission on the on the gate? Well, there's, the, there's free admission uh, at, at, at the championship throughout the week, Alan, so um, they can certainly pop along to the, the stroke play stages at, uh, at Pormanic and the island, um, uh, free of charge. There's, there's free parking as well. And then um, when the match play stage continues at uh, Portmarnock, uh, again, free admission. So we certainly encourage people to come along. It's a great way of seeing some of the, the, the top young players who, who are, who are going to be coming through and, and, and challenging in years to come in the, in the professional level. And certainly been a Walker Cup year. I'd expect to see uh, all the, the GB&I squad there as well. Where can people get more information on the event? Well, there's more information on our website, which is uh, www.randa.org. Um, there's uh, information about the field and the draw and things will be posted uh, there a little bit near the time. So you can keep an, an eye on there for updates. And obviously, we're also updating regularly on on Twitter and Instagram in particular, on social media. Mike, thank you very much for joining us. And now I'm joined by Niall Goulding from Port Marnock Golf Club. Niall, how are preparations going for the club? Yeah, we're very pleased with the preparations. Uh, we've been working on this now for over two years. Uh, we visited Royal St. George's and Royal Aberdeen, the past two host clubs. So we have a very good idea how the championship works. Uh, and we're getting a lot of support from the RNA, which helps... Uh, initially, I, I guess our focus is on the links and identifying any changes that were needed, and that's all done and in place now. So our main focus, I guess, from here is just to ensure that the message gets out that there's a really large championship that's taking place next month and to encourage as many spectators as possible. Um, we're At the moment, we're kind of getting a lot of queries from competitors from all around the world, particularly mm-hmm. from Australia and South Africa, which is, which is uh, very reassuring. But it's a huge championship, 288 competitors, so th- there's a lot of preparation needed. And obviously this is taking place over uh, the course at Port Marnock, but also at the island as well. Um, from your own perspective at Port Marnock, can you give me a sort of an indication of what sort of work has been undertaken on the course and uh, what, what activity is underway at the golf club itself? Yeah, well, there has been a lot, um, that's for sure. Last year, we completed the, the redevelopment of our practice ground, which is now really a kind of a five-star facility. We have a new teeing area that extends the overall length of the range to 350 yards. Uh, so that should be future-proof for, for a generation, we hope. Uh, we've also added a number of bunkers, uh, a lot of marum grass, um, and we'd like to think that the, at 7,500 yards or close to it, that it's going to be tough, but hopefully a very, very fair test. Uh, the, our current focus, of course, is just on the course preparation. And we've had a number of visits from the RNA, and, and they're very happy. So, um, But I guess we were kind of lucky in some respects because we invested heavily in our course irrigation a number of years ago. Uh, so the drought from last summer has actually had little or no impact on us. Okay, that's good news. I mean, historically, Port Marnock Golf Club uh, has a, an incredible track record of hosting events. You know, you've got to think back to the Walker Cup in 91 and, and, and Irish Opens. Um, who have been the big winners? Just remind our listeners, who, who have been the big winners at Port Marnock in the past? Well, going back to the, as you rightly say, the for many of my uh, vintage, uh, um, certainly the Irish Open was the, they were the clarion days in the 70s and the 80s when you had Hubert Green winning and Ben Crenshaw, uh, Seve, uh, Bernard Langer, uh, and they were the big Andrews, and they were big, big winners in, in those days. Mm. Um, as you say, in recent times, the, the Walker Cup was probably the main amateur highlight, uh, and that was a special year because we had Mickelson and Duval, uh, uh, Podrick and Paul were also uh, playing on the GB&I team, 
And for those that were there at the time, uh, there was enormous crowds. Uh, uh, that, that, and hopefully, if we get anything like this on this occasion, it'd be terrific. And I suppose the other, just the other thing to note, really, in terms of past winners, is that the, the amateur has only ever been hosted once outside the UK before, uh, and that was in 1949, and that was held in Port Marnock at that stage, and, and it was won by Max McCready of Ulster. Uh, so um, this is a, after 70 years. This is a historic return to Port Marnock, really, and it's our 125th anniversary as well. So it's a really, really big deal for us this year. Yeah, and uh, my memory goes back uh, to another amateur event that was held at Port Marnock back in 2004 when the uh, Boys Home Internationals were there. And on that team that year, you had Rory McElroy and Seamus Power, amongst others. Uh, so, it, I mean, it's a fantastic opportunity to come along and, and see the stars of the future, really, isn't it? Uh, indeed, and, and very often um, uh, for the last couple of years, I've, 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 I saw... Um, the world number one play down in, in, in Carton last year, Victor Hovland, and uh, knowing that he was number one in the world at the time was just a wonderful opportunity. Mm. Uh, we're going to have um, half a dozen of the top 20 in the world uh, competing, and really it's, uh, it's fantastic. Uh, they may not be household names at the moment, but these are wonderful opportunities, Alan, to uh, pick out uh, stars of the future. Uh, and undoubtedly there's going to be major winners coming out of this particular championship oh absolutely yeah and I mean in a Walker Cup year as well uh, being held uh, over in Royal Liverpool later in the year a lot of the GB&I players are going to be there for sure how can people attend is there parking available public transport yeah um, the, uh, there's, there's ample car parking um, that's the benefit of having three nines here we, any, any kind of uh, carryover in terms of parking requirements can be facilitated on uh, on our third nine uh, I suppose however you know the driveway up to the links can be busy so um, we, we everybody is welcome there's there, there's no entry fee uh, there'll be ample car parking but I suppose the recommendation particularly if it's a sunny day it's, it's best probably to come early also just in relation to transport Alan uh, we will be running a shuttle service to the uh, from Port Marnock Dart Station um, from the Wednesday, which is the 19th, right through to the final, that's the 22nd, from 8.30 in the morning until 10 o'clock, and there'll be a drop-back service as well in the mid-afternoon. So uh, there'll be many opportunities, I hope, for people to get out here. Well, that's a fantastic service. Uh, I, I suppose there's uh, a bit of attention on a, a local favourite in Connor Purcell. Uh, well, look, uh, <clears throat> I was very lucky to be in Royal Aberdeen last year uh, and to find that John Murphy, <clears throat> Connor and Robin were in the quarterfinals was really unprecedented mm. <clears throat> and further unprecedented when, when we had Connor playing Robin in the semifinals. So it, it, was, uh, it, it was amazing, really, for, for amazing achievement for, for Irish golf. Connor obviously kicked on from there with an amazing win in, in Australia and like the top-ranked top 20 in the world. So um, Connor's got a great chance. Um, he's, he's very level-headed, and um, hopefully everything will go right for him on the week. But there are still other, uh, there's plenty of others, as we know, from the GI stable who, who could do very well. Uh, Kieran Raffrey's having a great run, and mm-hmm. obviously John Murphy will be back as well. So 
uh, it would be a real bonus for, for us all here if there was a bit of our success during the week. Well, action gets underway at Port Marnock Golf Club and the Island Golf Club on Monday the 17th of June with stroke play qualifying, uh, but all competitors playing 18 holes on both. And then we move into the match play stages on Wednesday with the winner coming at the weekend stage. Niall Goulding from Port Marnock Golf Club, thanks for joining me. OK, thank you. Well, that's it for this episode. You can get in touch with us on Twitter at GUIGolf or by emailing podcast at GUI.ie. Until the next time, enjoy your golf. The Golfing Union of Ireland podcast. 